Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Leader Manager Coach podcast. It's Rob Riles welcoming you to another programme. Now today I want to talk about the middle one of the triad or the middle one of the trio of the Leader Manager Coach facets. We've previously done quite a lot of content, discussion and deep dive really into a good few leadership aspects we've talked about many, many times. And we've also, because of the the nature of the industry that I'm in, because of my passion and because of the, the listenership to this, who are, you know, there's a heavy, heavy number of people who are into football and association football and, and coaching. We've talked about coaching a lot. We've done specific podcasts on coaching and today I want to talk about the management side now people often ask me well how do you know what you're going to talk about on the podcast where do you get your content from what about your ideas do you script it and all that kind of thing well today was a classic example of me not knowing for sure 100% what I wanted to talk about and even on the morning when I commit to doing the podcast recording I wasn't certain what it was I wanted to talk about. And during a a reading process, which I go through every day, the the aspect that cried out to be discussed just jumped out at me. And that often happens. And I'm sure it happens for you as well. You just kind of set an unconscious goal if you like. You set a, something that you want to you want you want to achieve or you want to you want to to find something and ultimately you will see the cues and the keys and the visuals and uh, or the auditory stimuli and, and and you will find it what it is that you're looking for if you walk into a, ro- a room of people and um, somebody was talking about the other day and it's a great little lesson somebody was talking about well you know I used to go to networking meetings all the time and uh, yes I used to enjoy them I used to chat to people and come away and think yeah, I've had a good time and met a few people and got some business cards and extended the the network of people I know and then they decided to change their strategy and say right what is it that I require or what is it that I need and okay I need to meet this type of person an investor in this industry or or maybe it's a professional in a specific capacity or if you're into a, a property business and you go to a networking meeting you may wish to meet certain tradespeople and this guy said that as soon as he started setting those goals, just subconsciously, he would come away with the required amount of information. And that's kind of the lesson really that answers the question people say to me, how do you know what you want to talk about? I just set a goal that the most poignant thing that I will come across this week will resonate with me and it will become the topic. Now, it's not always true because I sometimes think, right, I want to talk about that this week. So this week I want to talk about management, all right? And 
the reason I want to talk about management is because in the book that I'm currently reading, which I strongly recommend, talked about it before, and I've talked about the author before, who's a, who's a great, great writer. The guy's called Ryan Holiday. His book is called Ego is the Enemy. It's not the only book he's written. He's written other books as well. And one of the chapters in this book is called Managing Yourself. And the main part of that chapter, he discusses a guy called John DeLorean. Now, if you are of a certain age, you will remember a guy called John DeLorean. And John DeLorean was a guy who, as far as I know and what I've read about him, was a creative genius. And he invented, created, conceptualized and brought to manifestation this DeLorean sports car, amongst other things, probably. Now, the lasting legacy of John DeLorean and his company was that it was essentially to all intents and purposes, an epic failure. It was a failure financially, it was a failure in terms of delivery, and it was a failure in terms of so many aspects of it. And when you take a deep look, and, and I've done that via the great work that Ryan Holiday's done in his research, John DeLorean, this creative genius, was actually a management disaster. He could not bring together everything that needed to be brought together to create or produce what needed to be done. They eventually produced these sports cars, high-end. They failed in so many aspects. Mechanically, they were unsound. Financially, it was a disaster. The delivery aspects were, were non-existent. And that's what DeLorean, fortunately or unfortunately, has become known for. The lesson is quite simple when you read Ryan Holiday's work. The only way to become a successful manager, whether that's of other people, whether that's of teams, whether that's of organizations, is first and foremost, as a platform, as a fundamental foundation, is to master managing yourself. Now that might seem, seem very, very simple. It might be so obvious that you may feel like you want to turn the podcast off and, and move on. Well, that's all well and good. But if it was so simple, why is it that not everybody who sets out to be a manager in whatever niche, whatever industry, or run an organization, or be responsible for more than yourself, why is it that everybody who sets out to that doesn't actually achieve it? I think the answer lies in the fact that management is a, is a phenomenal skill that often people think is easy to do. A great deal of, of time and effort isn't always put into the right things. And people think the transition from being a skilled or a knowledgeable person in a particular industry automatically gives you the skill set to become a manager. Now, if we talk about football, how many superstars, how many greats, if we use that term, in terms of players have gone on after trying to become successful managers. Probably enough to make us understand that being a great technician of a certain aspect of life does not automatically give you the skill set to be a great manager of other people with the same skill set. So maybe we can deduce from that that actually there's more to it 
than meets the eye or there's more to it than that and Ryan Holiday talks about as I've said before if you cannot manage yourself you will not be a great manager of other people and he goes on to talk about why DeLorean was a failure in the book they talk about DeLorean spending his life chasing coloured balloons being unable to see any projects through jumping from one thing to another always chasing the next shiny penny and I can hold my hand up and say I recognize that something fantastic pops up some business idea some financial shiny penny some job how many people have been in a good job and suddenly you've been in it for a short period of time and then something else pops up and you think oh wow that'd be amazing and you haven't yet finished the project that you're on. You haven't accomplished what it is you set out to do. You haven't done enough of the daily grind. You haven't solidified your relationships and where you are. And then you move on and you leave behind an unfinished job. And you leave behind a bad taste maybe, a bit of ill feeling. Now, you know, we're not in this world to make other people feel happy. We're not here to do what other people think we're here to do what we think is right for us but I think it's obvious when you can take step back and, and take a bigger view take the long the longer view that sometimes again I'll go back to the world of football we see managers who get a job and don't settle into it and then get a better job offer and move on and leave ill will and, and ill feeling behind and often in cases like that I think there, again, I haven't got anything to prove this, but I think there would be quite a, a number of those who actually didn't go on to succeed in the job that they went to. And Ryan Holiday alludes to the things like discipline. He alludes to the things like rituals. And he alludes to the things like self-control that we all need if we are to manage ourselves successfully, which then will give us the platform to go on and manage our teams and our organizations and our other people. So first of all, we have to look at ourselves and we have to look at managing ourselves as difficult as that is. And it's going back to the little micro steps sometimes. What is it in your daily life that needs an adjustment? Is it your sleeping patterns so that you've got sufficient energy on a daily basis to soak up the challenges that you will have. Because if you don't get enough sleep, if you're not getting sufficient sleep, your, your recovery will incrementally go down and down and down and down. And you will get worn and worn and worn and worn, just like a tire. And you'll get softer and softer and softer. And something will challenge you that will you will not be able to meet, whether that's a physical challenge or a leadership challenge or a psychological issue so is it that is it the sleeping patterns and then behind that what is it is it our tech habits our iphone or android habits um just going on from that uh, i was reading an article this week that talked about that the average number of times that people touch their iphone or touch their android in a day is into the thousands not the hundreds, the thousands. And on average, and I think this statistic comes from the United States of America, people spend four hours a day, 
on their iPhone or on their tablet. Now, I'm not sitting here as judge and jury. I have an electronic device. I have a telephone. I use it. I go on the internet on it. Do emails on it, etc., etc. Cal Newport in his fantastic book, Deep Work, takes this apart. He, he absolutely analyzes this so, so beautifully. He talks about how the distractions and the millions and millions of pounds and dollars that are spent by tech companies to hijack our brains because of the ability of this technology and these machines to give us these little tiny shots of, a, of feel-good hormones that make us feel happy for that little tiny innocent second. When you get a like, when you get an email, when you get a comment on your, on your LinkedIn or your Facebook or your Instagram or you, those little likes that you get, which give us that little feel-good shot, which is why we do it. We do it for rewards. We, we, we are reward-based physiological beings. And if we do not take care to challenge this distractive process, we will not manage ourselves. We will not focus sufficiently. We will not get the jobs done. And this may be a fundamental part of managing ourselves. It's just a little aside, but I think it's very, very relevant. You know, and from that, we can look at the greats. Look at people talk about managing yourselves. Let, let's just talk about very to, to highlight the issue of management and, and, and the fundamental vitality and importance of managing yourself the absolute greats of our of our game let's just pick them out of the air let's pick george best george best got an airport called named after him probably the greatest son that you know northern ireland's ever ever produced certainly from belfast in terms of football wow you know it was was an absolute you know you don't need me to give the rhetoric of vocabulary about his genius and yet we all know that George probably didn't have the longevity on the pitch that if he'd been able to manage himself in a better way he would have been able to do if he'd been able to manage himself how many other people more people would he have been able to influence if he was still alive today because of his ability to manage himself, what influence on the world and football and, and beyond football that people can, because of the ability to football to influence people, would George have been able to have? And, you know, this is not me standing here saying, oh, this should have happened, that should have happened. It's just a, a thought process to stimulate a few ideas. And it'll take a lot to convince me that anybody with who who's besieged by the devil the addiction to something is that whether that's gambling or or alcoholism you can say well yeah he had a great life well i'm sure he did have a great life but i'm, I'm sure you get the point about self-management we could talk about paul gascoigne you could make the point that gaza was unable to manage his emotions so much that he he caused his own injury on the pitch at, at, at such a such a poignant time at, at the zenith of his career at that point if you like and then the consequences of that go on and on and on. So managing yourself is probably where it starts. And maybe, maybe just as a natural consequence of being able to manage yourself, 
and being able to manage all those kind of things, those disciplines, the, the, the diet on a daily basis, that decision to have this, the decision to have that, to drink this, to drink that, to go to bed at this time, etc., to read this, you know, to set yourself up with that little exercise habit that you commit to doing every day. You know, one of, one of, the, one of the people that I'm working with at the moment, somebody who I have a great deal of respect for, sent me a video this week to look at about consistency. Absolutely nailed on. It's not what we do once. It's what we do every single day. Add that up for 365 days. Do it for another five to 10 years. And then you may have a result from a consistency. This may be is where it starts. So the management aspect just becomes that normal every day. Do this, do that, do the other. Little tiny atomic successful habits that we talk about that become you and then as a natural consequence of that you are able without even thinking about it probably to manage other people because it becomes subconsciously a natural way of being for you and you demand that you put that in place you show people the way by the way you are and your communication and you therefore become a good a great a successful manager naturally consequentially as a result of managing yourself maybe that's the process you know and moving on from that I had another conversation with the same person this week about the importance of psychology that links in really well with managing yourself I've read a couple of things this week that the great sports psychologist current sports psychologist Dan Abrahams who's somebody that I know and I've met and we've had on the podcast does some great work, put some fantastic things out there. So, you know, again, I can't recommend go and fill your boots with Dan Abrahams. He, he spoke about the current status of, of mind or state of mind of people like Rory McIlroy playing in the open. And, you know, Dan was a golfer himself, so he understands. And people are saying he should be doing this and he should be doing that and he should be doing the other. And Dan's talking about, well, actually, irrelevant of what he should be doing internally there will things be going on in his mind that Rory will be dealing with and he talked about again current great sporting events the Wimbledon Championship you know and talks about Roger Federer and how this amazing tennis athlete has to challenge himself all the time every day to manage on court specifically in that heat of the battle in that two, three, four, five hours that they're on court, every shot, bring their mindset back to manage that, that process. Because the minute that mindset changes, that's the start of the process that, that falls away. So managing ourselves is where it starts. And it's so linked to leadership, isn't it? Because people will follow you if they see that your pathway is a bright light and is a way that improves their life and shows them a way that they think, wow, I can be inspired by that. I am inspired by that. That, that resonates with me. And that person shows characteristics, shows empathy, and actually is driving a path and creating a path, whether that's consciously or unconsciously, that is worth following. Management of yourself requires that understanding 
that urgent and important are not synonymous. And this is a big one. One of, again, and you know, if you haven't read this book, if you haven't had the amazing, beautiful benefit of having this literature in your hand, go and find Stephen Covey's work. Um, you know, Stephen Covey, RIP, bless him, wrote a phenomenal book. It's all about managing yourself. It's all about leadership. Um, seven aspects of highly effective leadership. And in that book, he talks about a quadrant. And you can put anything that happens to you into four categories, which essentially are all about whether they're urgent or they're important. And one of the key things that really, really, really will help you to make your life more efficient and more successful is to understand about urgent and important and just cutting to the chase and getting through it. If you deal on a daily, consistent basis with the things that are important for you, and these will probably be, I can almost guarantee that they will be to do with your amount of sleep you get, quality of your diet, your hydration and your nutrition, some form of exercise, the attention you pay to your relationships, and then the focus you put on a, on a productive, fulfilling work. And, and, and if you are focused on, on those things, ultimately, you have a greater chance of having a life that's got some, some sustenance to it, some stability, and will give you some positive feedback. Then he talks about the more you focus on the important things in your life, the less you will have to focus on the urgent things in your life. Very quick example, if you don't focus on eating well, sleeping well, drinking the right things, and exercising well, you will have to probably, at some point, focus very much on an urgent issue with your health, whether that's, you know, a cardiac event, a stroke, diabetes, whatever that may be. Your chances of having to focus on an urgent event are much, much, much reduced if you take the time to focus on what would be important. And that is a key management aspect of yourself. Because if you're not physically well, you can't really manage other people as well as you could if you were. So I think we've all probably got the message that Ryan Holiday was getting across that it's all about managing yourself. And as the lesson that came across from the video that Paul Smalley sent me, it's all about doing those little things on a consistent basis every single day. The things that Brian Johnson talks about. Brian Johnson, who and his fantastic website, Entheos, talks about consistently, talks about baby steps, doing little tiny baby steps on a daily basis, putting in place the fundamentals that you do every single day, that when added up, will give you the best results possible. George Leonard in his book, Mastery, talks about turning up for practice and simply doing the simple things until you master them. The example he gives is Aikido, the martial art of Aikido, where you turn up to your doho with your mat and you begin to practice every 
single session. And your sensei will say to you at some point, move on. But every single day, every single session, you turn up and practice those fundamentals. And your heart and your mind may be crying out for progression, may be crying out for recognition. And these masters of their art are watching you and seeing how poorly you do the movements. They may offer you a word of advice. They may offer you a little bit of a, an encouragement here or there or, or something to help you. But one day they will say to you, move on. And that basically is the lesson about managing your own emotions in the daily life that encourages you to do everything now, to have everything now, to be stimulated 24 hours a day. Because if we don't manage that, as we've talked about with our iPhones and our Androids and our iPods and, 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 and tablets, it will destroy us. It will certainly remove us from having the great chances of success that, that are available. So maybe it's just a, a looking at the rituals that you do so that, you know, you get the fundamentals done, the important things done. And one of those things that I've learned, and look, this is not about me saying, aren't I great? Look, what I've done is that as far as possible, I like to try and put in place the things that are important so that before I even start the day, before I even engage with another person and have to deal with things that come across on a football coaching field or a meeting or or a, a communication with somebody else an email etc before I even look at my emails try and do right what's important to me so that in five years in 10 years in 15 years this is what my life will look like who knows nobody knows but if you don't put those things in place and you don't manage that that, that health and that that nutrition and that exercise and that mindset then it will be just eaten up by by your day and in 10 years time, you look back and think, wow, what have I done? Where, you know, how much better could it have been? So maybe that's something that, that can help in terms of your management. And the last thing I just wanted to, to use to illustrate this is, again, I'll give the credit to Ryan Holiday. He talks about in the, the World War II about General Marshall. And he talks about how many fantastic leaders there were in that, in the campaign, the Allied campaign against, you know, the evil that was coming to take over Europe. And he points out that one of the least known General Marshall was probably the greatest of them all. But he was the one who shunned the limelight. He was the one who asked for honours and big positions to be given to other people so that he could focus on what he considered to be important, which was what he thought he had been given to do as part of his job. And he, as a human being, he had that ego, he had that drive, he had that ambition, just like all of us, just like everybody else. But it seems that he had that ability to manage that and do what he thought was best for the organization, best for everybody so that the outcome would be as good as possible in his eyes irrelevant of what it meant for him now if that isn't the mark of a real person i'm not sure i know what is but that is 
a real example of what self-management at the highest level is all about. So there we go. That's all about management. I hope it's not been too heavy. I hope there's a few lessons in there that you can think, do you know what? I'm going to find out more about that. And that's resonated with me. I'm going to look at that. I'm going to have a read of that. I really hope that that's what you get out of this. But that's that's this week's podcast episode. It's about management. And um, as I say, I hope you get something out of it. Listen, as always, it's great to chat. Um, if you want to catch up with me, let me know what you think. www.robrails.co.uk. Catch me on any of the usual social social platforms look at our game and um, I'm always on there so catch up with me on there let me know what you think and um, yeah have a great week alright catch you later bye bye